nothing new In fact, it's kind of old A story our parents told We just want it there Though for us that is so rare Our color's not a crime That's why tenants have to die And when we say fair Notices in a punk or dead But rare is not impossible Make the solution topical Mr. Policeman Please don't cut me down Please don't pull that trigger Just because I'm brown Hey, you see riots And fires everywhere This is all a resolve Because we feel like no one cares Please don't Please don't cut me down Please don't pull that trigger Just because I'm brown
Yeah, we live. <laughs> I was carrying on with the song. What your mic wanna do with mouth so he could hear it? What's going on, y'all? Bringing lyrics to life. We here tonight. We we are spotlighting our very own Miss Reese Siren. Woo woo. Who just released her latest single and project, Mr. Policeman. Sound the alarm. Woo, woo. That's the sound of police. Woo, woo. Y'all don't remember that? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Naya, what's good with you? You're. Reese. Yes. How you feeling? Hungry, but we yeah. talked about that on my driving. And the hunger calls me to have a mini <laughs> meltdown right in here. But amen. Relatable. Oh man, you just came from eating. No, I'm saying for the people. Oh, yeah, you definitely didn't have to tell everybody that this just. <laughs> came from she just went out to dinner. The rest of us in here hungry. I'm hungry too. Bless y'all hearts. She smell like I chicken. Eat. I'm about to bite her. <laughs> I could not. I'm hungry, hungry. See, that's what I shared. I think I shared the, the 24 second joke. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I shared it, the it, first time. Is you were on there? No, the first one I oh, shared, oh, I, oh. that. I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> um, Yo, it's crazy. This project is crazy. Um, yeah. So I just got racially profiled yesterday. Did you? I did. I did. It was very, um, it was very frustrating. At work or you got pulled over? So my son um, had my car and got into a car accident, and the it had a temp tag on the car, right? And we all know, due to COVID and the changes at DMV, it's going to take you about a good year Them before temps you can. Is long. Listen, it's <laughs> going to take you about a good year before you can get an appointment up in that joint, right? They're supposed to be giving you. <laughs> my son is on he said i'm a witness <laughs> hey nye <laughs> he's okay by the way thank god thank god um so they're supposed to give you an extension on on your tags and stuff on any documents with a vehicle due to covid now everything else is good on the car insurance everything right the temp tag is expired my son calls me on FaceTime with this very um, nice officer in the background. And he's asking me all these questions. He's like, well, whose car is it? I'm like, it's my car. Well, what? why does he have my son? He has my car. Like, what does that even matter? Like, you know, so we just having conversation back and forth. And then he's like, well, we're going to tow the car because the tag's not good. I'm like, no, you're not. My insurance company's going to tow the car. Like, I don't need you to tow it. I'm, I'm going to have the insurance company tow it, right? So he asked me, what, well, he said, well, where are you? He said, because you're going to need to come down here with your ID, and then we'll release the car to you. I said, I'm in Camden. The cop hung up on me. <laughs> straight, straight hung up the phone. Figure you weren't coming. <laughs> Straight hung up the phone and was giving my son the hardest time. Do they at 
Does it matter when they stop Caucasians whose car it is? Because I've had that problem. Do they get asked that? I, I don't know. Are any of our friends watching that are <laughs> of the paler complexion? Could you answer that? I can't. Because I have been asked that, and I'm just curious. Well, let me tell you, if you have an accident in Camden, they're not coming. Uh, do you remember that? Remember that? So let's just be clear about that. That's why but they it, hung up. No, on you. it wasn't in Camden. No, but because oh, you I was were in Camden. Camden. Oh, they hung up on you. <laughs> yeah. So and then it was crazy because where he had the accident at, it's considered Pine Hill, was but the, the roll, the um, no, the silver one. Well, where's the black one? I thought you gave him the black one. No, he had the blue one. So his car was getting fixed. His car is is getting fixed. Oh. So he was using my car yesterday. So they um where the car was the road that it's on they're like Lindenwall police is going to tow it not Pine Hill. Pine Hill was the ones that responded to the call was giving us all this hard time blah blah blah. No problem whatever. Fine. I go to Lindenwall police department and apparently every gangbanger and killer and drug dealer and everything that could go wrong and crime happened all last night so i was at the police department for hours waiting for a cop to come to give me a piece of paper in order for me to get my car so of course about time they get to me it's like nine almost ten something at night of course the tow company place is closed and i'm thinking that this magical powerful piece of paper of of, of a release from the police department is going to it's going to give me my car. So I call the place this morning. And they're like, it's 10 o'clock, right? So I, I've been calling them since 8 o'clock. No answer, no answer. 10 o'clock is my finally answers. And they're like, well, we close at 12. Well, I'm all the way at work, which is almost two hours away. So I'm like, great. So I gun it down the highway. I get to the place. I have my sister meet me there because I had no time to stop at home to get the paperwork and then go to the place before 12. Literally got there 11.45. I give the man the piece of paper, right? He says, okay, I got to write everything up for you. This is 11.45. I said, okay. Um, he said, it's going to be a while. You can have a seat. I said, I'm going to go sit in the car because I'm going to call the insurance company so the tow can come and get the car. He's like, okay, cool. I go sit in the car. Um, I call, order the tow, blah, 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 put in the claim. I go back to open the door. They lock me out. So he opens the door, and he's like, um, well, we close at 12. What do you think? I'm supposed to wait on you? I said, sir, I was here. I said, the gentleman was writing everything up. He was like, right, but we're done at 12. I said, okay, what do I do now? He said, well, now you're going to have to wait till Monday because we're closed tomorrow. I said, all right. And he said, and then you'll have to pay. I said, pay? He said, yeah, you got to pay because we told your car. He said, what do you think? We, we going to be out here working for free? I just thank God for Jesus that's in me. It's been a, it's been a rough 48 hours. Praise you the Lord. So I said, okay, um, I understand. I said, how much? So he writes up. He's like, it's 
It's $85 for the tow. It's $45 for the cleanup. It's a $35 admin fee. Blah, blah. Just keep adding up these numbers. By the time he get done, it's $260. Then he says... Um, Telling you all this through the door while you're locked out? Mm-hmm. So then he says... He says, oh, and uh, it's going to be an additional 25 for each day that the vehicle is here. So you're going to have to pay for yesterday, today, Sunday, and Monday. I said, all right. So then he says, y'all, this is, this is the cherry on top. So then he says, you can pay a $50 after service fee. You call the number on the door, you pay them $50, they'll come to open the gate for the tow to tow your car out. Then there's an additional $50 fee for the tow to come in their yard to tow my car out. I'm like, okay. And we only accept cash. And I said, it wasn't anything to clean up. Yeah, yeah, it was the bumper that they put on the hood of my car and the rest of the pieces they had in the back seat. But, <laughs> but, but I understand. So anyway, so nonetheless, so then. How come we can't see what I don't know. Saying? I'm going to have to switch. I'm going to have to check that in a minute. So then I go to the Wawa. I get out the cash. I come back and I tell them, I said, I'm just going to pay everything. I said, I'm going to pay the, the extra fee or whatever. Mind y'all, the guy who's doing all this talking and is complaining about not working for free, having to pay the $50 extra for somebody to come, not only was working in the shop on some cars, but there's a house on the property that he lives in. Cool. No problem. So the tow comes, right? And... um. The guy says to me, he says, oh, okay, well, since the tow is, is here, let me pull your car up. Y'all, this man went in the yard and drove my car out. So I paid all these extra fees. So you didn't know your car was drivable? It, it's actually not because a tire is punctured and the oh, rim okay. is bent. But it, it was it, it enough to move it from out of their lot. So I could have just paid regular the regular fee. He could have gave me the key. I could have drove it out and had it sitting on the street. The tow could have came and got it. Mm. Can I tell you all how good God is? <laughs> I, I almost, because between last night, between being at the police station, who, who and they kept calling me, are you there? All right, well, we got a, an officer coming to you. And then they called me back two minutes later. We got we got another situation on the other side of town. Just wait there. And I mean, I'm literally waiting at the police department for hours. Then they're like, well, what door are you at? Well, go to the other door. Go to the other door. Still no officer there. Well, go to the other door. I, I Just back and forth. And I, I just sat there. Were and you I, in your uniform when you went? So, and, and here's, I'm glad you asked that question. Because when the initial officer spoke to me and I was in Camden, on a Friday, I had on a black hoodie and a fitted hat in Camden. Right? right. So, of course, when I show up, speaking educated, giving them the law and telling them they had no rights to impound my vehicle, the, the officer who assisted me, not only did he apologize, 
but got me out of that police department within five minutes. Just took my driver's license, made a copy, gave me the paperwork, and told me where to go to get my vehicle. I don't understand why is it that it takes for, and that's what I don't like, because people ask me all the time, like, yo, do you ever get pulled over? When you get pulled over, do you show your military ID? Blah, blah. I purposely don't do that, because I want to see how they're going to treat mm-hmm. me. And I, I remember a time where somebody stole a tag off of my car. I called and reported the tag as stolen. Cop pulled me over. My children was in the car. It, and it, it, it traumatized my children. They dragged me out of the car, put me, uh, I'm in Collinswood on 130, put me down on the ground, tore me up, <laughs> handcuffed me and everything because I stole this car with five kids riding around. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we get to this wonderful song, Mr. Policeman. So Please you'll probably still be at the police station if I you thought, didn't show your eyes. I really had to pray because a part of me, there was just, and I already was having a rough day. Like there was a lot going on. So you, they were just adding fuel to the fire. And they took me through so many changes. And the cop was like, well, you need to come here with the title. Um, if the car has a temp tag on there, if you understand how right. registering a vehicle works and the purchase of it, you... It has a temp tag for a re- I don't have right. the title yet because right. I ain't get to DMV yet. Like, right. sir. So I, I thank God because Christian thought he was going to go to jail because I was I was I was getting ready to let the enemy get a good hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say, this is why Jesus is needed because <laughs> this would have went differently with the heathen. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Carry on. Amen. Um, Understandably. So before we can even get into the lyrics, or do you want to do the lyrics first, or do you want to share your story with this song? So this wonderful picture. I actually think I should have chosen another picture. Yesterday I was sitting and I was like, I think I picked the wrong picture for the artwork, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> and I never sent the pictures to Christian, right? Because Christian then begins, he, Christian asks you 77 questions back. So by the time you get done, there is no final decision. So it just be easier for you to try to make a decision on your own. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when we went, this was at the Philadelphia Art Museum on the steps and we were out there taking pictures so um you know put the flag around your fist and no problem and then told them all right tie my hands up and tie my eye and took some with just my hands tied up all right now put it around my eyes and my hands and then we did that all right tie it around my feet and with whole time we're making videos while we're taking pictures and um by the time we were done police like right when i was finishing up the police pulled up and were like whoop whoop and they said something in their little intercom thing but i we couldn't make out what they were saying but they were staring that everybody else was just walking up and down the steps so it was clear they were there to talk to us and it just was like i low-key was traumatized because i i sat in my car and i was like yo like we almost went to jail for taking pictures. Like <laughs> it got 
it got very real because then I began to realize, like, being our color is a crime. Like, and it's so funny because I've been getting not as many as I thought, but some nasty. Um, I got two today that were just. I kind of laughed when I read this put under my under the video, and um, people really don't understand. It's not until you experience it that you understand. And I wanted to go over to the car to have a conversation because then that would have even been dope footage if we lived through it. Like you got to think about that now. Like this would be so dope if we lived through it. Um. At best, you may have to pay bail, which is money that I need. I really would prefer not to have to put it in there. And I've never been a fan of police because this is just something that is now getting national attention. We've been getting harassed for years because I would go sit out in my car in front of my house for the 10 seconds that I had a car many years ago. Um I would go out there to play music because I didn't have my own. And sometimes the people you live with, it can be stressful, praise God. So I went out there to play music and cops would pull up and just start asking you questions. Like, you serious? I think when they pulled, I think they questioned Tony. When I would see them, I would just take the key out, shut the door and go in the house. I would be sitting in the car with guys that would come see me. And we were not doing anything but sitting there talking more than once. The cops pulled up shine the light more than one cop car pulled up i was sitting there with one guy they knocked on the window what are you doing we're sitting here talking where do you live i live right there where's right there the blue house right there what's the address then you tell them the address then they start looking around tell him pop the trunk when they found nothing they were like leave leave right now i'm sitting in front of my house how you gonna tell him he got like it's been real for years so while people act like how many somebody said to me that said today how many cops have been killed this week bet you don't even know nine how many black people were killed this week you all tripped me out are you serious like are you the freak for this is the stuff that i be having to delete because <laughs> people are just and they don't understand this been going on forever y'all just starting to see it now because we got these handy dandy phones with these handy dandy cameras on it and so now everybody is getting to see this this ain't new so yeah that was my experience with um the jailer got shot whatever would have happened first almost almost was a a life-changing event trying to take take pictures (laughs) trying to get cover art for this but amen the lord is a keeper we thank him Hallelujah. Go ahead, jump in these lyrics. Mr. Policeman. Gotta laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, man. It's finally on the news, though it's nothing new. In fact, it's kind of old, a story our grandparents told. We just want it fair, though for us that is so rare. Our color's not a crime. That's why tanning booths have the dime. And when we say fair, no, this isn't a punk or dare, but rare's not impossible. Make the solution topical. Come on, break it down. Um, so I I kind of had wrote the hook like, um, I think it I think the Trayvon Martin stuff was going on. It must have been like five years ago because somebody from the hook I did had like re sang it and posted it. Yeah, I saw that. So when I posted it, the song was coming out, 
they posted their original video of them singing it. They was like, I've been waiting five years for this. I was like, has it been five years? I was like, that's crazy. But the worst, the Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull the trigger because I'm brown. That part has stayed the same. But the the other part was different then because I only had the hook. And around the summertime, out of nowhere, I just started humming it in the house. And I was like, I get the feeling I'm going to need to finish this song. And days later, the George Floyd stuff started happening. And the summer just was not the same after that. Everything just went haywire and things kept happening. I was like, I think I'm going to have to say something. So it, I was like, it's finally on the news, though it's nothing new, which is what I was just talking about. Like, this been happening to us for years. I remember we was, uh, we were coming from somebody's house, and we got pulled over because there had been an alleged murder, and there was three of us in the car, so it had to be us. And we got taken through all of these shenanigans because it was three of us in the car, so we had to have committed the murder. It's like, y'all serious with this? So... It's finally on the news, though. It's nothing new. In fact, it's kind of old, the story our grandparents told, because this discrimination has been going on forever. And then we just want it fair. I think that's the point people miss. Like, people act like when we talk about this, we want somebody to kiss our butts. Or we, like, we just want it fair. Like, we just want to be pulled over for a real reason. Like, you only get pulled over for a real a reason. A real reason. A real reason. Um... Though for us that is so rare. Our color is not a crime. That's why tanning booths have the dime. I really one day was sitting on the beach. It came to the realization that all these people are laying there because they want to look like us. (laughs) 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 I had an epiphany. Like, they're laying out here burning themselves to a crisp because they like how we look. It just one, it just. I was like, okay. And then um, when we say fair, this isn't a punk or dare, but where it's not impossible, make the solution topical. Because this is such a trendy and hashtag time we live in, trying to find a solution I feel like it's not hard because I think most of these people don't care. But because it's topical, you can almost get anything done because if it gets juice behind it, there it is. So that's kind of the first verse. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I just was thinking because literally, I, <laughs> my son in the blue car got stopped last week. They I pulled him over. They pulled him over for a tent, and in the car. <sighs> what tent on that car? It, <laughs> it's a dark blue car. It does have a slight tent on there, but it's legal. Wait, wait, I'm say that tent and that's not a moving violation. Pulled him. I, I mean, just profile my poor son. Nah, you're going to have to get a white car <laughs> with clear windows. <laughs> I'm going to get you a minivan. Oh, <laughs> Maybe you'll be they'll safe in the minivan. I know. Then they'll that think won't you. Work. Yeah. Uh-uh. Then they'll think he's moving drugs or something. Yes. Oh, just can't wait. Go put some car seats in the <laughs> Man. All right. Go ahead. Jump in the next one. The hook is. Like she was saying, Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull that trigger just because I'm brown. You're seeing riots and fires everywhere. This is all a result because we feel like no one cares. Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull that trigger just because I'm brown. Crime has no color and justice is always right. So before you decide, 
Sorry. So before deciding on your measures, please treat me as if I were right. White. Sorry. That's why you want to read to read. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> when all you told me, like, send the lyrics, I was like, they're not going to make me read this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just... Always want to read to read. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is... Um, First of all, I like I like the I like the 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 ring to it that this song has. I remember when I first listened to it, like that's I just was You know, it's got that that bop feeling to it. Um how this is a creative question. How did you take trauma? Right, traumatic events and still put this upbeat sound to it. How how did you how were you able to creatively correlate and create that transition? I feel like if you are going to watch what you say. Um (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you're going to be an artist you should be able to take anything and create art out of it. And my 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 inspiration for it, other than the horrible things that were happening, was Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, which wasn't necessarily a slow song, right. but it wasn't exactly a fast song. Like He took a creative approach to what was happening, but still made it a song you wanted to listen to. And sometimes I think just because you have something to say doesn't mean neglect the beat, neglect the melody. And I think a lot of times that's what happens. There's an artist who I really like loved their earlier stuff who now their stuff gets on my nerves because it's like they want to address all. No, (laughs) they want to address all these traumatic topics. And so people love the words, but the music stinks. So I have zero interest because they have to go both ways. And I really wanted it to have a reggae feel, but I felt like if I put it under reggae, they would have hammered me because I didn't do it with an accent. <laughs> 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 but that's what I told my brother. Did you racial profile yourself? <laughs> no, <What>? no <laughs> because when you think reggae, you expect whoever's singing or rapping to have a certain accent. And I was like, I think... If I put this under reggae when I release it, I was like, I think they're gonna come after me because I love my people, but <laughs> they can uh they can be a little cruel. So I was like, no, we'll just put it under R and B. But I wanted it to have a I wanted a song that if we were marching, people would see my song like as the theme song for what's going on. So I I wanted it to have a, a groove to it. Well, it has a groove. I like it. Thank you. Because when I asked you what you thought of it, I said, because you'd be on the show capping. <laughs> that's you why I didn't respond. Did respond. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why I didn't respond. Why? Because I, I like, told the truth. The shade. The, <laughs> the shade. Truth, the truth. The shade. <laughs> um, I definitely appreciate when artists make pain and tragedy beautiful. And I think that that's what makes it art. Are we back to Savage? So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what y'all was saying earlier, for me, I, I just wrote about this, too, in the upcoming book. 
sidebar. But um, <laughs> but I said, is it fair for a black woman to ask for equality? Because we're at such a deficit. That's such a huge leap from where we are that I don't even I don't even want you to to treat me fair. I just don't want to be in fear that if I make a mistake, I'm not going to make it home to my kids. Like if I don't put on my turn signal, I'm not going to make it home to my kid. If I forget to turn my lights on, I'm not going to, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not even asking for fairness. It's cool. If you profile me, it's cool. If you pull me over for whatever reason you feel, I just don't want to feel like I might not make it home for this. You could, you could tax me all what? you want. Sure. I could, I would love to keep my money, but if I have to pay money to stay alive, fine that's all i'm asking for from from my perspective i just i just don't want to be shot in the back for for reaching for my registration that you asked me to get like that's all i'm saying this this was why i wrote it because i'm not an activist by any means and this type of conversation actually i hate having (laughs) believe it or not however um I wouldn't watch the videos and stuff because I just didn't want to be traumatized. I just didn't want to see it. But the more things kept happening, it was like, yo, you can get pulled over and die for anything. I started to think about my godson Giovanni who can get himself into trouble at times and who the cops, he has had the cops called on him and he is all of 10. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, one of these could go wrong, and I could be burying my godchild that is very much so like my son. And then you begin to think about your kids, and it becomes very emotional because it's like they could sneeze at the wrong moment and leave here. Like, that's a real thing for us. That's why I'm so dumbfounded by people who are so annoyed at our cry. Like, are y'all for real? Right. Like, we could, like, for anything, we could die. Like, for anything anything yes. yeah. we could die is yeah how how do we so i first of all what, what do we even consider fair anymore that's like you I, there's no real answer not but, dying you know for what i'm saying traffic but like, stop. But, yeah, like I'm but not what, even what is even fair i'm not even asking for that you i know? feel like that's too too big of an ask right now um I, this might be a hairy question but Let's shave. Go ahead. As a <laughs> as a believer, how how do we change the tone in our teachings and conversations? Because we often teach and talk about not living in fear, but are we being realistic? I think the teaching that my beautiful mother who is also my pastor and apostle did shout outs to Karen Rose Witherspoon is imperative. And I actually was thinking, I don't even know how to find a podcast. Cause I was like, I need to go listen to Jasmine's and I was like, I need to listen to my mom. I don't even know how to get to a dang podcast on my phone. Cause to be blessed on purpose podcast. Yes. KRW ministry. Yes. Because when that. she taught about if first of all, people really need, especially leaders, they need to seek the Lord. Because though some march, that doesn't mean you're supposed to march. Though some pro, and we just jump into whatever, and God may want to give you a teaching that will help people understand what's happening to us. And the teaching, we are Judah, that she did, because African Americans are actually the tribe of Judah. 
if people would seek God about what to do, I think he would give answers for your region, like whatever you'll speak that the people that come to you. Yeah, whoever you have. But instead, we just go march. And all right, but people are still like we still like when you see cops, you almost ready to run and you don't even ain't no drugs on you. Ain't no nothing. But you just there is this. Oh, no. Like literally, I remember when I (laughs) I used to just if I saw a cop like do a turn. I'm like, oh, God, Lord, I don't want a ticket. Now it's, Lord, I want to live through this, whatever. Like, it's not even just about the ticket anymore. Like, the ticket is secondary. The thought process is like, Lord, I I really don't want to be hemmed up just because of my color. I've I've been pulled over, and the Holy Ghost was like, they're prejudiced, and you're getting a ticket. And sure enough, he didn't tell no lie. It's happened more than once. He was like, I just pulled over. He said, just so you know. Before they get to your window, they're prejudiced and you're getting a ticket. It's so, I'm reminded of this time just a couple of months ago. I'm driving from work from the base and my boss is like in front of me and he's flying. Mm-hmm. I was not. And I get pulled over and the cop says, I saw you on the phone. Here's the thing. How did you see me on the phone from behind me? And my windows are tinted. And I wasn't on the phone. So I didn't argue with him, but I did let him know that he was wrong. Um, <laughs> and of course, he let me go because I was in uniform. Of course. Well, the next day. What if to buy one? Oh, please don't. We don't like that. And people do do that sometimes. So the next day at work, my boss is cracking up and he's like yo what happened why'd you get pulled over he was like you straight got profiled and my boss (laughs) is an asian man right (laughs) and my boss says to me he said i just knew he was coming for me because i was speeding you weren't so why did he pull you over all i could do is just shake my head like i was just like (laughs) 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 well you Cause I am literally there's only two of us at my job, so it is a very yeah, and and it's almost like, and you know I work in HR, so I've I've been on boards like hiring boards where you have to do the diversity thing. So even on the board, like I have to have one female, I have to have one person of color. You know, you have to check the blocks on all these things. So I, you know, some days it's like yeah, we we're the mark. <laughs> Like, we were the check mark on this block. It's funny, but that's literally been my whole life. Like, it's been my whole life. I've been the one all yeah. the time. It, it is just, you know, and the crazy thing, and, and for me, it's like, and I know a lot of cops, and, and I've served with a lot of cops because a lot of soldiers are police officers, you know, outside of our uniform. They also, yeah. A lot of them usually are either they're, they're local or most of them are state troopers. So, and the base that I work on is the base where all the state troopers go for training anyway. So I'm very familiar with their training. I'm very familiar with how they're taught to profile and all that kind of stuff. So, so I tell know. them to profile. Oh, yes. No, that's taught. Yes. That's curriculum. Oh, yes. Percent. Yes, that is curriculum. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Yes. Oh yes. You think millions of of police just 
just so, randomly racist. So everybody's <laughs> like, what do we do? Can we start with that? Um. Yeah, I mean, that is. I, I will tell you from sitting on both sides, I get it. Right. I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but I understand it. I don't. And can I just say this? <laughs> because my thing is, because my thing is, it's more innocent black people than there are criminal black people. Correct. So I just think that that whole Amen. narrative of I understand it is a freaking joke. It's too <laughs> many of us that's being incorrectly profiled for me to at? understand a darn. Because <laughs> so she so usually tries to, to be peaceful. I'm trying and... so hard not to curse right now, but I just don't understand at all. It doesn't make I'm any gonna, sense. I'm going to tell you what happened. Um, there is a um, officer that I respect very highly who I d- deployed with in Iraq, and he was also a very high-ranking officer on the state troopers. And I asked him, I went to him about profiling, asked him questions, so on and so forth, because he's actually an intelligence officer in the military. So he profiles on both jobs. Like, this is what he does. He's an expert in it. Um, so he gave me different scenarios to paint pictures and you are very much so right there are a lot of innocent african americans however okay more more um but in, in the military they say this all the time and i hate it and where they say perception is reality i hate that saying i dealt with that my entire military career i hate it i've always tried to change that narrative um again it it is i don't agree with it but i get it um based off of how things appear to be and then when you're in training and you are in you know different scenarios and things you have to profile you know what i mean because you have to size you know things up and figure out what your next move is going to be uh tactically um and for me it was always you know well we're just gonna ask questions regardless because i'm definitely trying to leave the situation before the other person you know what i mean so they they not gonna gun me down first um so again it's not that i necessarily agree i definitely don't agree with it but i do understand it um how do we change that narrative is is more of the question um because i'm sitting here thinking just of the the hoodie thing and i see more caucasian young that kids that wear hoodies so but here's 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 what happens with that so when you see a bunch of young caucasians right is right right but the the narrative the continued narrative is well, where did they get the drugs from? And then what happens is if you pull over a vehicle full of young Caucasians coming out of the city of Camden, it's automatically assumed they they got something from an African-American as opposed to the vice versa because it has been proven to where majority of the time it's the Caucasians that's actually bringing the drugs into the city. But... And like I said, I've been on, I've 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 supported task force and things like that. So I've seen it on all ends, on all angles. Um, Do have when you 
found the stat that it's proven that it's more Caucasians bringing it in. Was it during one of those trainings that that stat was brought forth? And, and I've experienced it live. So they know this? So they know, yes. And they, and they will even tell you, you know, well, some cops will tell you that um, rich suburban children, and that's why they go into the city and, and populate the city because they're, because they're bringing the drugs in. Um, they'll tell you that. But what happens is it becomes an epidemic or a pandemic or it becomes these things when it then populates their neighborhood because it's unfamiliar. And then that's when investigations start. And that's, you know what I mean? That's when it, it begins to shift and get certain and special and specific attention. So then it still needs to be addressed because you don't care when it's our neighborhoods. You, it, it looks like to me that either way to attack it, you got to start up top where, well, where absolutely. it's originating. Absolutely. Where it's being taught. Absolutely. Because even that's unfair. <laughs> we don't care when it's in Camden, but don't bring it to Washington Township. Right. Right. So let me tell you why I got so tired of these meetings because <laughs> the funny thing is that nobody wants to say is this is designed a certain way Absolutely. for a reason. The thing about narratives and perspectives is it was designed this way. There's a narrative that all black single moms are poor and on public assistance when the statistics show that more Caucasian people receive public assistance than any African American in the world. But who cares? Black people are poor and broke, right? That's the narrative. That's the perspective. Black people are dangerous, but more serial killers are straight white men. But it doesn't matter because the narrative is what they tell us and right. that's what we believe because that's what they want us to believe. There, There is one thing that I I share with um, all fathers, but especially African Americans, because there's one thing that I did learn and I witnessed it um, and had the opportunity to sit on a board, but the Juvenile Justice Commission actually starts looking at African-American young men starting from the second grade. And based off of their behavioral trends, that's how they start allotting funding to build more prisons. So if you, okay. have, a, if you have a black son in the second grade who is misbehaving, they're, they're already building a prison for him. Yeah. yeah, and they're going to start with the teachers going to have to continuously write them up so that they can go to some some um, IEP so that the yep. child is put on medication. So yep. it's, a, it's a school to prison it's pipeline a cycle. that's been it's a cycle. proven. But it's also starting younger now. I work in mental health, and when they started Baker acting six-year-olds, I said, this isn't going to work. Yeah, This isn't going to work. You're not calling a police on a six-year-old. Like, y'all got to do better. Y'all got to do more. Y'all have to put, y'all can't ask for nonviolence and put violent procedures in place. Well, you, you all, you know, the state of Florida, they, they locked kids up and charged them with assault. I know. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie. I've seen one of them kids in action. You kind of don't know what to do. Oh, no, but they, but in, in Florida, it's, it's really bad. They have arrest, they have Felony children have felony charges, felony charges for speaking lyrics. 
Yeah. Oh, I remember some of those cases. I was born yeah. in like some of those cases. Country. It is. It's like it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the good bad the things about Florida. No. Shout out to my hometown. No. Watch your mouth. Where's the good? <laughs> it, it was a lot. Country boy at heart. It, it was too much. Is <laughs> what it was. It was too wow. much. But the but seriously, but it's also remember when they was gonna hang Andrew? But they put. A, but let me just say this too. It shows a lot of America's problems. Like, like I said, like they're starting younger. They're arresting kids for for simple things. Like, uh, seriously, in Florida, they arrest you and you get charges for fighting in school. I said, if I grew up here, yeah. <laughs> like, let me just let. I used to tell all of my clients this. When seriously, like I used to tell them this. I'm so sorry. We're gonna figure this out. Because I would have never made it if right. I grew up here. I would have never made it. Right. Filing cell phone. There was there was child. no way. Like seriously, if even if you're defending yourself, right. you're both getting charges. Well, I remember, and this is what and this is when I learned with New Jersey because New Jersey doesn't have a self defense law. And I remember, I remember literally having to fight for my life, and I got charged. And, and I mean, when I say I got charged, I got charged with assault, assault with a deadly weapon, attempt a murder. I mean, char- I was like criminal mischief. It was like, I mean, I literally just had a whole rap sheet from defending myself. Person was bigger than me. They were older than me, overpowered me, used force. I mean, the whole nine. And I was taking the beating for a while. And then I finally was like, all right, enough's enough. And you, and you know, but let me just say this: in New Jersey, running away is a criminal charge. Yes, it is. Being a runaway is a criminal charge. In Florida, it's not. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> so started my juvenile That's record. What started my juvenile record as well. <laughs> just, just, and I uh, have. Uh, okay, anyway. Abuseful. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, out here trying to save your life save is what your started life. my yes. is what started my criminal history. Huh? We'll but testify. The other stuff, anyhow, praise uh, God, we've come a long way. Yes, amen. Remember when he was about to hang our brother? Yes, crazy. He was dating. He was dating the sheriff's daughter, little white girl, which is a crime in Florida. It was. It's a crime. <laughs> Whole crime. Yeah. We had to go look for him. He was missing for a little while. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Good times. Good times. Verse two. My fellow kings and queens, this time is special, although it stings. Dr. King was killed, it's true, but we honor him because his brain was the tool. Reaction may feel justified. Sometimes it justifies the other side. So my fellow Israelites, choose your weapon and we must fight. Prayer, protest, or whatever, exodus, the more they afflict us, we only get better. They press us and we grow, but but you'd have to read the book to know. I I I always loved and respected and respect not past tense your creativity on how you will um write in a sense to where you can still bring relation to the Bible and to Christ without yelling Jesus in a scripture. Um, and, and, and 
and I, I even remember the times where you performed in the club and still performed gospel music and, and got respect from the streets of the great city of Philadelphia, <laughs> which is unheard of. <laughs> Whew, those was, I used to have to carry on some of them places. But um, <laughs> I, I, I definitely hats off to you on how you can still present relational Christ. Um, because, you know, a lot of people box, box God in. A lot of people uh, make him this, this magical, mystical being and thing. Um, but just something s- as simple but as powerful as my fellow Israelites. Because now you've made a connection to people. And you, you've drawn people in now. So now it's not a you problem. It's not a me problem. It's, it's ours. You know what I mean? This is our concern. This is our fight. This is our burden. This is, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it puts all of us collectively um, because now it, it changes um, the stigma of color because now I'm not, I'm not even looking at color anymore. Now I'm, I'm on a relational basis. So now this puts me in a position, even if I'm not black, I can still support because I, I'm a fellow Israelite. You understand what I'm saying? what you took from that <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying you can creatively yeah you can you can change i'm all about changing narratives and and working in mental health you have to do that you know what i'm saying like you always have to people can i literally was on a a, a, a teleconference the other day and i had a person i mean conversation shifted he was venting he was frustrated but he started saying very alarming things that you definitely cannot say and you can't say on the phone with a bunch of mental health and medical people. Child, them conversations is the worst. So he he starts and he's you know he starts sharing his frustrations and he's like, "Well, I understand now why people commit suicide and at this point I can swallow a bullet and you know and he's saying these things so I have to be quick and take what he's saying, turn it around and make a positive of it, but then transition to Let's twelve step you and get you some help. I'll be, I'll be, this is what I'll be saying. I'll be like, do you mean that? Right, <laughs> like, to, no, because I need to, to know. Right, I need to know where you are mentally because while he, right, because while he was talking and I'm responding to him, I'm picking up my other phone and I'm calling my behavioral health team. I'm dispatching nine one one to his house. Right. You know what I mean? Because now these are the steps that I have to right. take. Because right. regardless of if you're just venting or whatever, I have to take it serious because of where we are today and let me tell you i often remind my clients i'd be like let me just explain to you my position right. there are certain things that if you say to me i have to do x y and z that I have yeah to do. yeah yeah so and when those things come up because they always forget <laughs> when those, are you sure <laughs> is this what you're trying to say <laughs> is this what you to me is this what you mean to say to me like I don't think you maybe because that's you you supposed to build a rapport with people right. and then they get comfortable and then right. they forget. Well, let me just remind you: if you say this, right. if this is what you mean, right. this is what needs to happen. So what are you saying? Because listen, <laughs> what you're not finna do is get me tied <laughs> up and written up. This, remember when I told you this was recorded? Right. <laughs> remember? <laughs> yeah. But, um, Back to the song, I wanted to say that what what you were saying as far as her artistry, like not only is are you one of my favorite artists, you're one of my favorite people because 
I because of the way I was raised, it's it's very hard for me to connect with with the religion. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do religion. Uh, that's not my thing. But the way that you talk, like it's it's not even it's not even what you say. It's 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 that you're a believer and that exudes off of you. Like it's just in you, it's just on you and and it doesn't offend me. <laughs> you understand what I'm like I don't know how else to say it, but it's always been just your verbiage and the way about you where you can just I always feel like you're talking to me and not at me. Mm-hmm. And people of your belief don't always have that ability so i i just genuinely like appreciate that i enjoy that and that's why i as as the position that i'm in i was told not to say heathen anymore um (laughs) (laughs) the person that i am like i can enjoy your music because it's not like you're preaching to me Mm -hmm. i definitely believe in god i definitely believe in jesus and i have that relationship so nothing that you've ever said or sang or rapped or any has ever offended me or made me feel like, you know, this isn't for me. And this is why I do not understand the erasing and terminating of the kind of gospel that we grew up listening to because it is needed and (laughs) you have erased it. And now what's left is the kind where if you are not already serving him and have a relationship, you may not be able to get with it. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I serve him and got a relationship and still don't get with it. So um, I would just like to say that this is why we need all kinds and not just one kind. But the the cool thing about where they put me is um, – it gives me a chance. A, it gives me freedom because they don't consider me gospel. Yeah. So I can talk honestly in my music. Amen. Um, and then on top of that, I I find it fun to try to not force him in there, but kind of introduce him like in each song. I try to kind of finagle him in there. And, and in this song, I feel like, it is an it's important because I feel like if more people understood where we came from, they could view not that it would make this okay, cause it is not, but it would help you to look at it another way. So the my fellow Israelites, you know, because I understand we're part of the tribe of Judah, and most people of color, like the Hispanics, like the we're, they're all tribes, and if we looked at that i think we would have a better camaraderie i think we would have a so my fellow israelites choose your weapon and we must fight and then prayer protest or whatever because people decide that the protesters are better than everybody if you ain't doing that then you ain't about it and that's not true like it's not true like you need everybody's but even with that there's different forms of protest correct that is even correct Mm -hmm. but that is not understood and it's like whatever your weapon is like you're in the military, so you may shoot better than me, but you may not stab better than me, though. So if your weapon is a gun, then and mine is a knife, we don't Remember gotta have the you're same talking one. To- <laughs> <laughs> I've never, what do you mean by that? I've never <laughs> stabbed defend. anyone. Let's <laughs> let's be clear. Never ever ever. Oh, yeah, that was good. We had to, we had to tag team and change that thing. <laughs> whatever, whatever your thing is 
you do that. And I said, because uh, prayer protests or whatever, Exodus, the more they afflict us, we only get better. And I mentioned it in the other show, because when the Hebrews were in Egypt, they were they were pressing them hard in their slave labor. And the first chapter of Exodus says the more they afflicted them, they grew. And this is where I would love to make the connection with our people, but people don't want white Jesus. Well, he's not white, so I don't even know which Jesus you're talking about because that's the first part of it. People don't want the white Christianity. It didn't stem from white people, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. And once we stop rejecting it because we think it's the white man's religion and begin to really understand, you begin to understand some things because that sounds like us. The more they afflict it, the what he said. <laughs> <laughs> the more they afflicted us, we grew. That sounds like us right now. They're threatened by us. And they press us and we grow, but you'd have to read the book to know. It's just like a you know, that book is not just fair. and I listened to something that was said in a song where they said the Bible is a good read, but it's a lot of contradictions. And if you don't know how I as someone who has read it and wanted to understand, I understand that statement at the same time. If you really wanted to understand, you would know that that's not really true. So you hear certain things and it's just, I just try to present it in a way where people can get it. And I guess I try to leave a trail of breadcrumbs to let them know I do love the (laughs) (laughs) But even with you saying that, I have to clear that up because... When I say he, then I'm t- I'm thinking in in the dictionary sense of mm-hmm. the word, which is not heavily um, affiliated with the religion. Right. But I didn't know that believers find it offensive because it means something different in the Bible. Obviously, I didn't know the What's meaning the mean in the in, of the Bible version. It's, it means something like the like you worship the devil type right. of thing. Like it's demonic. Oh, yeah. does it? Yeah, it's yeah. real bad in the Bible. But I I'm thinking like. No, I'm just not. But well, they call with the people religion. heathens in church, and it's like you see that's what, what I'm they, saying. Because oh. what they what what happens is they relate it to quote demonic practices, sin. So so, but again, but not that, all sin is demonic. But this practice. is why, and this is where Thank we as leaders have to be accountable and careful on on. Right. And I, I didn't know that one it was thing, offensive until listen. someone explained to me that it meant something different. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking it's, I just don't mess with religion. One thing that I have connected in mental health and ministry that I often say a lot of times, especially when I'm counseling people, is stop projecting on me. Yes. Yes. Um, Because what happens is, and this takes us back to the conversation you and I was having in the car earlier based off of how people are raised or different things that you are taught, you you have certain ideas and beliefs and you think this is the way. And then you then try to put that on someone else, whether you're trying to teach it to them, convince them, manipulate, whatever the case. But, you know, and I, and I often, um, like I say, especially in counseling now and mental health, I'd say that all the time. Like, listen... Stop projecting on me. Express how you feel and let's walk through that and get to the root of a thing. But don't try to put your problem on me and make me out to be the bad guy or the victim in the case because I don't agree with your belief in this situation. If I could make one plea to leaders, let's just shift for a second. Could you please 
Study that word for yourself and only speak and preach what you know to be true from what you have experienced. (laughs) 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 Because there's a lot of things that have been repeated and, and, and pushed off and they're not even true. You can't even trace it back. I remember when we were taught I was taught for years that Noah went around preaching it's going to rain. Now, if that's in the commentary, no problem. But in my word, it says nowhere that he went around for 100, 400 years preaching it's going to rain. And people repeat this stuff. It's just stuff like that. And then y'all are beating mm-hmm. up people and bruising people about stuff that you can't even prove or that's not even mm-hmm. what it meant and so then somebody as dope as jesus people want no parts of because y'all so dang offensive like could we just please stop that amen is bro here i don't know where you going you ain't never left the show <laughs> all right so the hook goes Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull that trigger just because I'm brown. Social media is for sharing and marketing our lives. Why has it become a horror movie where we watch how we die? Keep going. Um, I think that's what also shocks me about people's comments that I've seen under the people that don't like it. It's like, y'all... I haven't watched them, but y'all seen these videos. Right. Like, you don't, that doesn't bring about a sense of humanity out of y'all. Like, oh, man, like, I I don't know. When certain racist kids get charged for stuff they did, y'all still try to burn down the cop, the police station. And we getting murdered on, on national TV. I was about to say live television mm-hmm. footage, not undoctored footage that you can see. Right. And y'all don't care about that. We, this was originally created so that we could network. Right. That was the original reason for social media. And instead, because in the summer, it felt like it was somebody else every day. It was just, it was, it was a Heavy. rough time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this has become like a horror show. Yeah. And the fact that unless it's happening to you, you can't identify. I don't know. That just is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And with this, <clears throat> a lot of the song I felt like was self-explanatory. Because I felt like sometimes you just need to state the facts in a humble way. And people might hear it differently. Because there's no, there's no hate for the police in this. There's no any that. I'm just stating what happens. Right. And hoping that at some point, Maybe if you didn't get it, like now you'll get it. Yeah. So that that was why I worded that. I had like a whole. I was gonna delete it and then I didn't because like I had there's probably like a whole nother three minutes of lyrics <laughs> in my phone that I didn't even use because I don't think anybody wanted a nine minute version mm-hmm. of this song. But that was why I chose to narrow it down to what I did. Yeah, and what I will say, I'm like an avid social media <laughs> against social media person. But <laughs> Me too. Um, what I can appreciate about the events of the summer is the enlightenment. 
like the awareness that was raised because as it much as was. there were people who sound absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> there is a whole bunch of people who are like, holy crap. Yeah. They out here kneeling on folks' necks. And kill. And keep crying for help, and they still chilling. Yes. So I can appreciate that these things are not done in vain. I can appreciate that right. that people are becoming aware, and and not for nothing, but the the coalition, <laughs> the 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 union of people, and unfortunately, you know, people got to see that it's not always about the color of your skin it's about what you represent because there were a lot of allies of other colors mm-hmm. that were pushed down maced shot with rubber bullets all those kinds of things so and i think that that those visuals mm-hmm. affected people just as much mm-hmm. so so it's i can appreciate that people are paying attention and that and that awareness was was gained from all of this right. because that is very my true. lord <laughs> my very lord true. it's just and on a on a side note but not side note <laughs> something that has always been really troublesome for me is the Sandra Bland thing mm-hmm. because I, I'm her right I'm her hundred percent right. we have the same birthday wow I watched the video and I'm like. Everything that she said and did is what I would say and wow. do. Every single thing. And I've done it in those right. situations. Right. So I've never truly recovered from that. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been, every time I see these videos, it's just like more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like more what you're, you know, what you're saying. It's like, this isn't new. It's like, I haven't even figured out how to get over that. Right. Cause I see myself when I see her, mm-hmm. like, like, bro, that's what they would have did to me, bro. Like, I just feel away. Like, right. I just, how do you not feel away? Right. And, like, what y'all was saying about the teachings, it's like for me with my kids, and, and this is a continuous conversation because, thank goodness, and also a caveat, but my children get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's like a continuous thing where it's like, I'm not, I'm not teaching fear, I'm teaching awareness. Right. Like, you don't need to be afraid, you need to be aware. Right. And so that's my whole thing with them. But it's a it's a continuous conversation because because it's comfortable to forget. Right. It's Absolutely. easy to forget. So Absolutely. so it's like I can't let you forget. Right. Like you got to stay aware. You got to you, you understand what I'm right. saying? So, um, you know, that's just the position that we've been put in. Absolutely. But um, next part of the hook, Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull that trigger just because I'm brown. Our color isn't better. We never said those words. So when judging our movements, consider our words seem consider our words seem unheard. And what's what has been extremely interesting to me is when people would scream Black Lives Matter, the people that would say all lives matter. All lives aren't being treated like this. Like right. Hey, y'all y'all make it sound cuz then I saw somebody it might have been a man praising black women and the person commented and said, I keep trying to tell people the biggest racists in the world are black people because they think that they're better. And it's like, are y'all insane? Like, uh, uh, no, honey, y'all think we better. That's 
the problem. Correct. Projecting, like he was saying. It 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 was. I don't know. This is why I don't. This is why I don't scroll and I don't read stuff because you feel like you're in the twilight zone. Because I was like, is she serious? If everybody is beating up on us, now y'all are upset because we going to band together and not beat up on each other? Like, that upsets you? Right. It it was amazing to me. I couldn't believe that. Like, y'all, that was just amazing to me. So that's what that line was about. <laughs> I was just reflecting on stuff I had seen. Like, this is serious. So... When I was going through my divorce, something that I always said was, I'm not going to be one of them women that watch Lifetime all day on Saturdays and Sundays, Legit. right? Because that's that was the mood right. when I was going through my divorce was, I'm just going to watch Lifetime. Like, I'm going through some things. <laughs> this is what I want to do. I said to myself, that's not what I'm going to do. I listen to Jeezy and I watch comedies. But that's another story. What I will not do <laughs> is sit on social media and argue with idiots. So Never. when they make these comments, all I see it's stupidity. Yes. Like almost everything. And I and I literally had this conversation with my therapist. I said, racism needs to be in the DSM-5. It's a mental health disorder. Jesus. It makes no logical sense. No. There's no rationale behind it. No. It is an illness. It is something <laughs> wrong. It's a disconnect <laughs> in your brain. I'd have to agree. It has to be a diagnosis for this. I, I'd have to agree. I'm just saying, I don't think you should be able to get social security for it, but I'm just Amen saying. to that. <laughs> Amen to that. Because that would be next. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I I had a, I had an individual that I was with, and they used to say to me, I don't compliment you because you do it for yourself. <laughs> and this is what, this is what I was reading reminded me of. When people go out of their way, not to use Chelsea's word, pay homage to you. Mm-hmm. Like people willfully don't acknowledge what you're doing. They don't support what you're doing. Um, people will copy you, but will never ever acknowledge the fact that they got it from when you repeatedly go through that and you're not shown love, you will either, it will either rip you to shreds or it'll force you to become your own cheerleader and I felt like it was unfair to paint me as if I was arrogant because I had to learn how to push myself and I feel like that's where we're at with that comment that was made like if nobody else is going to do it that doesn't make us arrogant because now we decided we got to do it for ourselves and when you've never been somebody who's been misunderstood or mistreated or hated it's just something that you don't understand but when nobody else is cheering for you you will either quit or you will learn how to cheer for yourself and people have to learn how to not misconstrue that with with arrogance because it is not the same at all so I that line was important to me because I just when I read it in that connotation, it took me back, and I was like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. I'm going to say something about that. No. <laughs> yeah, the way that um, that I interpreted it was, con- um, so when judging our movements, consider our words seem unheard. I feel like we we say 
stuff all the time mm-hmm. that is just ignored. Correct. But you look at us and you hear something completely different Correct. than what we're saying. That's the way I um, interpreted it because even when we're talking about these um, these stops and, and when you're pulling us over and it's like, well, you know, what did I do? It's like n- now you feel disrespected. Now right. you feel like your authority is being questioned and all of these things just from, well, what did I do? Right. And my tone somehow offends you. My tone somehow, like, you know, means something else. Right. So it's just different. And even in defense of the riots that were happening, because it was like people had so much to say, but you got to realize we've been, it's been a long time since y'all have seen behavior like this. Right. So that means this has been a buildup. This is not just something people decided to just start doing. Amen. Okay, so uh, last part, Mr. Policeman, please don't gun me down. Please don't pull that trigger just because I'm brown. Some things may never change, and that's the real hit. On our knees, we'll continue to pray. It'll look similar to Kaepernick. Um, I felt like he was worthy of a shout out. <laughs> I did. I, I felt Appreciate like it. I felt like he deserved that much. So. Uh, when it when that part came about and I could work him in there, I felt like that was just the right thing to do. That man's whole life changed all because he wanted to make us make a quiet statement, a peaceful statement about what was happening to to his fellow man, and all because of that, he lost his job. Like, and then a whole ripple effect happened in the NFL. Like, it became a whole thing about kneeling. And because I was, that was when I used to listen to sports radio every day. Like, it was insane. Like, all of this because he kneeled, y'all. My my favorite thing about that story is how many people were saying that he's offending military staff and personnel when he spoke with a veteran and got this idea from a veteran and I'm and my whole point in that whole thing was all of you speaking for veterans saying that he's offending them are not veterans right but all vets don't agree agree nobody ever gonna agree with everything correct um I was hoping you were not gonna go there um welcome back thank you yeah, uh, this song has inspired some things to occur. <laughs> um, because of why I put on the uniform, and there, there's a saying that we say, "Do it for the flag," right? Okay. Um, because <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we don't agree with. There's a lot of things we necessarily would choose not to do or have to do. But we do it for the flag, the country. Um, America being the land of the free (laughs) and being the place of people to have the freedom to express. um, A part of me is okay. Right. As a soldier. Um, understanding why we pledge allegiance to the flag, why we stand and put our hand over our hearts um, 
the kneeling portion represents those that have fallen. So emotionally and in a politically way, it can be offensive. I'm confused. Um, he was kneeling, kneeling for, for those fallen. who lost, the fallen, right? Right, but, but y'all think it should only be for veterans that are fallen? Because what happens now is the flag goes at half staff, right? We lower the flag now for celebrities, for all these many different people, and sadly, there are soldiers who sacrifice their lives every day and we don't get and see that all the time unless you are um a soldier that just so happened to make the spotlight or limelight or the story then things happen but if we lowered the flag every time we lost a soldier it would stay at half staff so how do you think it was felt over is there a side of it where you all see why he's doing what he's doing and it's like we understand like do you think there were more people who understood i know the narrative said no because that's how they were painting it like every soldier was offended but i will i will tell you more soldiers supported it and i think honestly because of the approach that i'm taking the fact that we fight for Right. So if, we, if we're talking, if we're talking about the mindset and things that we're trained and, and learn behaviors, we fight for the American people to have the right for freedom to express. Mm-hmm. So for me, we fought for that. Mm-hmm. So we accomplished something. Mm-hmm. So why are we offended? Um, again, some of us will argue the fact again, because. Whitney Houston, we lowered the flag. You know, um, give me somebody else. I, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of people that the flag was lowered for. Um, and for someone who has personally lost soldiers, mm-hmm. and 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 I've been in situations even on the job where I had to fight for soldiers to get benefits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I can see it. on. You know what I mean? And that's just me, though. I've always been that person that looks at the whole picture, um, just to have understanding of how other people might feel. So I can get it on, I understand it on both sides. But um, for me, I I feel like uh, there's one thing that I always say, and I feel like that's what Kaepernick did, is there's power in silence. He wasn't loud. He didn't make no noise. He He just did an act, and it caused a movement. So for me, power to him. I think that what he personally endured is unacceptable, but on the bigger scale of things, I think that he won. I think that the awareness has been has been shown, and I also think that it shows a lot more than what he was trying to show, right? Because there's a whole bunch of people who are still missing the point, yeah. and there's and the fact that there are so many people who are okay with the consequences that he's suffering also shows the problems that we have as Americans. And the fact that these consequences were inflicted upon him in the first place 
shows problems that we have as Americans. So I think that he showed way more than what he was trying to show and brought awareness to way more than what he was trying to bring awareness to. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for his sacrifice. And I really do appreciate the shout out that that means. And, and it still has a ripple effect. The, the, the irony in this conversation is I actually have a meeting tomorrow at 1.30 <laughs> to actually discuss that act along with... um. The extremists within the military that um, are Trump supporters and who were behind and a part of uh, the Capitol incident. So it, it's. So how is his kneeling involved in that? Um, because there are soldiers who now kneel, and it's causing. Um, Why are they kneeling? Because Trump's not in, what's the name? Everybody has their own reason. We just go with it. <laughs> I will say this. The, the, I will tell you, the military is one diverse place, but it is one controlled diverse place. I don't understand half the stuff that goes on anymore. I mean, we we are, they won't pay for you to get braces, but they'll pay for you to get a sex change. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just... Some days I just... <laughs> They're kneeling for Trump, but... No, some are kneeling... Isn't he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> they are kneeling um, as 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 part of... Um, how can I say this? Because I, I, it's not a matter of dishonor. Um, they just support him, right? People are just trying to make a statement. Um really love to know what that statement is you know i tell you i'll i'll forward you the notes after this call tomorrow i'm really not looking forward to it i feel like it's gonna be a long drawn out thing um i'm definitely gonna be irked listen we probably should end soon but i just want i just want (laughs) to say i just really think i'm just tickled by by the fact that you want to say you're a patriot by storming the capitol you you don't see the the conundrum (laughs) but again so it's the flip because you're still an american you're still a person and you still have rights and opinions people died i I, listen i i'm i'm just giving to you foreign enemies saw our capital be overthrown by our own people saw people <laughs> displaying confidential information on on national TV on social media for the fun of it that's a that's a patriotic act <sighs> there's a lot that I can say or would like to say but can't say how about that boom um when you're on the opposite side, and this is what I often say, even when it comes to the presidency um, or any office, um, any political office of high rank, you you get an unfair um, advantage or disadvantage because you promise America all of these things, right. and then once you take the oath, right. 
then you find out what the real situation and scenario is. And then it almost makes you look like a liar. There are a lot of things that being on this side where we are told, um, we're taught, we're forced to do because we, we took an oath to say we would do. And we might not necessarily agree. People ask me all the time um, and have challenged me. And they say, why, why, why are you in the army? You know, you killing people, da 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 And I'm not, I, I, I'm, I don't believe in war. I'm not a violent person. I don't believe violence resolves anything. I have my reasons of why I joined the armed forces. However, going to war, experiencing certain things, I, I see issues on both sides. I, I see how we go into a country and overthrow it, and we try to Americanize it. There are, I'm telling you, I've been in Iraq, and there are certain routes that we would take, and I'd be like, this looks like 130. This looks like 295. This is 38. And that's literally how I would remember my routes because we 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 made it look like home. How would you feel somebody came in your house, <laughs> rearranged your furniture, told you you was going to live like this, live like that it it creates war oh you mean gentrification yeah yeah so there's there are things that we have to do um that brings other things and and we might not necessarily agree again and and might not necessarily agree with it but also i understand it i understand why we do it i understand why we do it certain ways i don't necessarily always agree with it um but this this is where we are. This is the world we live in. <laughs> you sick. <laughs> I just be How do you think know, I feel? <laughs> I just be wanting to know, like, whose who's ideas? Like, that's I got a psychological brain, right? So I always be wanting to know who's coming up with this stuff. Like, who said America's great and every other country should be like this? Right. Like, I just genuinely want to know. My favorite argument with with all of the racism and stuff is is speak our language. You don't know your language, sweetie. English was never our language. You weren't here. Your people's wasn't from here. From the from the start of your lineage, your people wasn't wasn't here. And English wasn't the American language from the formation of this country. So that's my favorite argument is speak our language. Or go home. Where's your home, honey? Where I, you know, are you from? I'll, I'll also say this, you know, because I've traveled to third world countries to do ministry and outreach. um, And thoroughly enjoyed it. But it also brought even more of an awareness and a conviction for me because it was like, why do I need to fly across the world to feed hungry people? And I have hungry people right in my city. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? So I, I took initiatives to do that here now. You know what I mean? So there there are things that occur and things that happen. And I don't know. The light doesn't always click on for everybody. Sometimes it's delayed. And then sometimes it blows out. 
Um. <laughs> That's another thing with with homelessness, like you were saying, like how it's okay and certain certain things are okay in certain areas. That's that's another thing that I just I'm astounded by is is how they move homeless people from one area to another because you can't be homeless here. You gotta be homeless over there. I was watching a TV show <laughs> the other night and I was cracking up because the girl was homeless and her home and her tent just burned down. And the firefighter's like, do you have anywhere to go? I was like, bro, she already was homeless, and the tent she had just burned down. Like, what? Um, <laughs> but um, that's the kind of stuff that annoys me. Um, you, you can't be on drugs over here. You got to go over there. In the government as a whole. Because what will happen is you they will be high right here. They will push homeless out of a certain area to make it look better. And they'll pour money into making that area look better. But then have all these buildings that are closed. Like, why won't we just pour money into and create more shelters? Oh, but you, you want to have some real social problem conversations? So you mean like when they take somebody's child from them because they can't pay for child care and then pay thousands of dollars to uh, someone else, a stranger to keep them? Oh, all right. Well, let's not talk about social problems. I'm tired. <laughs> Sweet. How do we? How, what do we do? What do? What do we do? <laughs> um. You wanna know what I do? Oh. Because oh God, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not gonna work. No. Um. Because <laughs> you, 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 it works for me. <laughs> you've been out there with us, um, feeding and clothing the homeless. Um, and and you know what? And even with that. And I learned this from even within my own family. You know, one of my uncles is homeless by choice. He does not want anything to do with a lot of people like anybody that. in the family. And it wasn't it wasn't until talking to him and then talking to this one lady. Um, no, no, not her. Yeah, that's my homegirl. But no, there's a the um the other lady who sits on the step and literally waits for us to come and feed her. And sing praise and worship with her. Like, she be having songs ready for us to sing. But she broke it down to me. Like, she's like, I occupy this step so I can have my check mailed here. Like, she, I mean, she it chooses. Let me tell you, there is a, a huge community within the whole And that's what I was getting ready to get to. That, that community? That has all the sense in the world. Let me just say, they got more sense than the richest man in the world. Let me tell you, because a lot of this stuff be making a lot of sense coming from them. I'll be like... He said greater elevation is the... They, they, that community, though, and, and you know what I admire so much is is the 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 commitment, the level of commitment and loyalty that they have. They stick together... They help each other. They build each other. Like, I'm telling I've never seen people come together the, like that. The ever only in thing my life. that's sad about it is most of them are strung out on something. Yeah. So, yeah. I, being out there taught me that. <laughs> you learned so, a lot because Reese was like. <laughs> I, I did. I and picky. I'm, I listened to somebody. I did. They had to roll the window up on me because I was getting ready to get out and fight this <laughs> prostitute. Because I just Jesus. was like, I don't get it. But I learned a lot, and so this is how you learn. Because oh god, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I was listening to somebody talk about how they want to. Hopefully next year they can put them up in hotels, and I'm thinking that would be the worst thing that you could ever do. <laughs> and that's how you learn who's really been out there or not. So before you try to tell me, because I don't go do it with you, that I'm not about it, right. you haven't even done it on the level I'm on. Because right. if you get them hotels, that is not going to go the way that you think it is. Right. They're not going to be in there thanking God for the warmth. Some other things are going to be going on. Right. But they like a lot, a lot of them, I would say, unless like the lady we saw with her kids, she was probably the only one. I think the rest of them, like, that's their choice. Yeah. Like, straight up, like, yeah. they're like, it's kind of messed up, but, you know, we all here. We all strung out, but we strung out together. We, because you, we, we you got know, each I, other. It, mentally, people make their peace. I mean, even when I, I remember, when, even when I went to jail, I was cool with it. Because I was like, I mean, I was on suicide watch, you know, because I was low-key, a little crazy because of my charges. But I had a room to myself, and I had a window. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was I was bad. I, I, listen. God was good to me. King of the castle. You, you feel me? You know they called you the castle. <laughs> I had three meals. You, I, like, I was good. Like, we are, at, we because are not advertising, Jen. I am not, but under... <laughs> we're have, homeless. We're have, I don't have time to tell y'all the whole story. But because of where I was at in my life at that point, that was a better situation for me. It, it was removing me from danger. It was taking me off of the streets. It was stopping me from living a life. It, it, it just, it helped. It helped. And it created peace for me. It did. Like, I did a lot of thinking. I mean, I did a lot of thinking. I remember this conversation I had with this cop when I was 15. And he said, you would rather live on the streets than in this five-bedroom house. I looked at him dead in the face. I said, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was so serious. We felt like we was in jail. Oh, that was, I was. You want to talk about so Egypt. Serious. Oh, God. Listen, people just, just common sense ain't common to everybody. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say about that. Because, yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, you could be, you could be in hell anywhere. Legit. Yes. Anywhere. That is a fact. So it ain't where you live. It's how you live. But. Not Trauma to can do either damage or create encouragement to create a different avenue. Um, oh, yeah. And, and with this song and the events that are going on, you know, it is it is my prayer that the things that are happening and and with a song like this that people hear the message you know what i mean not just recapping news articles but getting a message and an encouragement of what can i do to change the narrative what can i do to impact or make an influence on someone or something what can i do and, and and you know and I, and I wonder how many of us what? actually take that time and even ask that question like what can i do you know what i mean um yeah i'm gonna just leave it at that i think it, it takes me back to <laughs> the days of sitting and sitting sitting in that living room in florida and and literally um 
people projecting their beliefs because of their experiences, um, because of their trauma, you know, experiencing um, levels of slavery and levels of abuse. And I remember when I went into the military, my family like disowned me. They like literally cut me off. Like, you gonna go fight the white man's war? We don't believe in that. We don't support that. Like, stop talking to me. Everything. It's crazy. Because of things that they experience, because of their beliefs. Um, not looking at or considering the damage they could have been doing to me, but because of things that they went through, they they wasn't having it. Um, and then it was so weird because only to find out like it was all these other people in the family that served in the military. It was like, what? <laughs> Would have wow. never had known or guessed it, but amen. <laughs> but times was different then, and we didn't have a choice, and da da da, you know, all that stuff. But um, you know, there's there's so much to to trauma, and I think what what the American people or people in general. I think we also have to um, take into consideration that trauma affects everyone differently. Oh, yeah. Well, we're living proof of that. I, I was just getting ready to say that because we all grew up in the same house. And each and every one of us are completely different. And we're all blessed and highly favored. <laughs> and <Amen>. have different <laughs> outlooks on things. We all operate differently. We, you know what I mean. We raise our children differently. There just is. There's just. We all chose a path. We did. We all cho- and we all chose a. We all chose a language. You know, you speak Spanish more fluently. I speak more Creole and and I don't know. I'm not going to say patois because I never liked it. All right, no offense. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I speak more Creole fluently. You know what I mean. But literally, we all picked a path i learned something new about you every day we all picked languages we all picked yeah haitian we all picked something that did you tell my mom that is that why she thought you were born over there oh i don't i've been to haiti i know that but she thought you was born oh no (laughs) i was born in florida you know across the the ocean from there but no i wasn't born in haiti (laughs) But that Haiti's like home to me, though it is. It really is. My heart is. He definitely came back different. I was like ten, looking at you like, <laughs> like what's up with you, homie? It's <laughs> cool. Almost got sent back. My mother was hot. I came back with nothing. I gave everything I had away. And my mother was about to send me right back to go and collect it all. <laughs> but that's, you know what? Ever since I was little, though, growing up in culture shock, I went from Florida to Philadelphia. Oh, God. But growing up in the city of Philadelphia, that's what created my um, passion and, and heart for people. And homeless. Remember, I used to bring home people and stray animals. Oh my God. I used to like make my parents feed. (laughs) Christian, where'd you meet this guy? Took him off the bus stop. (laughs) Yeah. But um, 
I used I would see a need. I would see the need and and always just wanted to be that that person to help. See, I'm the person who sees people now and I really want to help, but it'd be my lucky a serial killer too. So <laughs> no, but no, but that's legit. me. That's I really me be too. wanting to, but I'd be Especially like, Especially now that it's cold, I'd be like, dang, I really want to give you a ride, but I would hate to have to shank you and go to jail. Like that's always my thought. Like, Lord, you can't listen. I, I, I you just know, be like I'm gonna pray and go on. Because <laughs> there was a time be trying to they be walking. And yeah, like, there was a prime. time I used to pick everybody up, and last night I almost I almost stopped. I saw this young girl and and a little girl, and um, it was a whole situation because a guy put him out the car, and they was on the white horse pike, walking in the snow, and I wanted to pick them up, but then I was like. All right, got enough going on. This Legit, thing is what go man. left. And that's I what just. I'm <laughs> you just got to play. My God. Oh, man. It's terrible. Um, it is terrible. But I also will say, you know, again, um, <laughs> doing different things, learning different things. Because remember that time we was in Philly and uh, we was about to get that guy, the homeless guy, some money. And he and 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 Tamika was like, "You asking me for a dollar? You give me you a dollar? Give me a dollar." And he pulled out he this said, wad of money. It was this thick. <laughs> I was about to give her. I was like money. Um. No, he gave it. To oh, her. he did give it to yes. her. He gave it to her, and she probably really took it too. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and and uh, again, but my my homegirl Marianne. That's when I learned. You know how they they even you know, and some people take advantage of it. But for those who are really out there, how they set up and they they work shifts. And that's what I was going to say. It's they really get their they get their assigned really spots, and yeah. So many people got that hustle, um, and like having been homeless so many times throughout my life, homelessness is like a real big thing to me. But it's really hard to know who's really in need. I will say this though: the homeless people in Las Vegas are just something different because they First work all, for their money. Vegas is all the way gangster. But they work for their money. They going to put on a show. <laughs> they all of their signs is something entertaining. Like I'm just here for it. Wow, <laughs> bless it. I, just, I, just, I just think it's different over there. It's just real different. No, Vegas all the way is gangster. I almost got in trouble in Vegas my first time there. I didn't know prostitution was legal. And, man, they, like, force it on you. And this guy, they have these, it it sounds like music. They have cards. And all you hear is, like, they're clicking and clacking the cards. Mm -hmm. And it's different prostitutes for you to call. There's a there's a part on the strip. All you hear is is this noise, and there's a line of people on both sides passing you cards. And this little short little Mexican, I mean, he almost hit me in my face with the card. <laughs> I was with my wife at the time, and and I'm like, bro, like my my wife's right here, like chill. He's like, oh, we got somebody for her too. I mean, just. But they 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 were they get paid for that. Oh yeah. They get paid oh, for yeah. that. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. Kalia, she said, my dad, you drive a homeless man to different spots, and he would pay my dad $75 for each spot he took him to beg for money. I couldn't believe it. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's wow. What I'm saying. Now, I seen this one guy down on, um, I think it's Atlantic and Kane right there mm. in Camden. That's my spot. And, um... And I was just wondering where he got the artwork for his sign because it was very well decorated, I and always, I was very curious. That, but that's and how I wanted to ask. No, but that's how. Wondering where they get the no, but that's how I distinguish on on no for real because you have to use discernment. You really do, and you have to pray. But but that's how I I, I figure it out. Whoever whoever had a good permanent marker, and most of the times I look I look at their coat and I look at their feet. Yeah, that will tell you a lot. That will tell you a lot. Some of them got uniforms. I'm just saying. I, listen, <clears throat> but then some, and some of them go to work every day. Like, I mean, everybody has mm-hmm. their story or what have you, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I also, there's, there's something that I did start to implement though, especially with the men. I would tell them because what's that saying? You, you lead a horse to water, yeah. right? So I would say things to them like, I'll feed you, but you got to work for it. And if they were willing to work for it, I wouldn't, cause I don't know what you mean. You could be a pervert. Oh, I see, I wasn't even thinking like that. But no, but for some of them, what I would do is, um, I would take them to the church. And and I remember when, um, see, growing up, growing up in the city, and growing up in the church in the city, you know, and that's one thing Bishop always did because. A lot of the men who would come and clean the church and paint and all that kind of stuff were men that were in the community. And that's how they ended up becoming deacons in the church. He he raised them up. Literally. And I, I learned that from him because we would bring them into the church. They would clean the bathrooms and take out the trash and they would paint and stuff like that. And then we would feed them. That's actually, a, that's actually smart. Yeah. Yeah. So those who do outreach and, and things of that nature. Money though, huh? uh, well, <laughs> the, the, because you, because you also have to understand their situation right. and their 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 issue in a right. sense. Because if you give them money, they're not going to be wise with it. Either they're going to go get that next fix, yeah. or or get a beer or whatever. But no, if I feed you, so and and that's why I've always done that. I will always, um, you know. Uh, bring platters, you know, to people and stuff like that. I never understood. We would be at, we would go to White Castle, and my parents, it would be people out there begging. They get these arguments. <laughs> they would tell them, like, we'll feed you. We're not going to give you the money, but come inside, we'll feed you. And the guy, one guy was giving them scripture as to why they wasn't going to be blessed and all this oh, stuff. Man. They was, it was, it went on forever. And I never understood, well, like, dang, why y'all ain't just give them the money? And then when I went out there with you, I was like, oh, this is why yeah. you give them the money. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's, what's, what's next? Right? So you got, you have this impactful song and 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 you know one thing i always say in marketing all forms of marketing is good marketing because people are still listening it's still getting out there regardless of their negative responses or or whatever um we thank you for the purchase and we thank you for the play god bless you 
Amen. Um, what's next after this? <clears throat> after this um, is a song that you told me like three years ago. You heard the title of it. You was like, you need to do that. And I, I actually recorded the song like two years ago, but it wasn't. I played it again at the end of 2020. I, it sounded different to me. I was like, the time for this song is now. I was like, I had to, I'm going to have to go redo it. But um, this song called Quiet Storm, that is the next one I'm going to do. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You know, I actually have um, <laughs> a beat that I produced and I titled it Quiet Storm. That's so crazy. My Lord. For yeah. real? Yes. You're going to do that song? Yes. Oh, she listens to me. <laughs> I oh, that that's awesome. All right, cool. So when when can we look for that? Um, I am I'm trying to decide how much time you're supposed to give a single to I know my mom. <laughs> she yes. <laughs> the car thing was too merged. That was she hilarious. Said you gotta roll out. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to decide how how long I should kind of like push this this one and and then like when is it time to like switch your gears? I'm like, well, maybe because I don't really know like what the proper timing is in between singles and stuff. Like I don't really know. So um, it all depends on on time on on things that are going on and stuff. So. I've, there's I've, there's not really a set standard anymore for that. If I had to guess, my guess would probably be like May. April would I was be thinking great. Like, yeah, three months. Yeah. But Good. May, I'm thinking by May I should, I should be ready to put that out. That's my plan. So, quiet, quiet storm. Quiet storm it is. <laughs> Listen, y'all heard it right here. I'm telling you, this things only happen on this platform. <laughs> Y'all heard it right here. Y'all listen out for Quiet Storm. Listen, y'all, please go and get this song, Mr. Policeman. It is out on all digital outlets. Listen to me. Don't don't use um, Facebook Download and then convert the song to an MB3 because we played it on the show. Are they doing that? People do that all the time. They be stealing. Oh, my gosh. All these ways to steal from us. We yeah. always starving artists. Y'all please. I'm go, not. she's not. Amen. Please go purchase the song. It only costs point ninety nine. Please, we we need the spins. We need the purchases. We got work to do. So please go purchase the song. Download the song. When you download it, don't hit the share button and forward it to your friend. Send them the link to download it and purchase it themselves. Support real God music, bless you. We appreciate you. And the link I post on Facebook and the one in my Instagram, when you click it, you can choose whether you want to go to Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Deetster, like... So if you press my link, you, I don't even got to send you a separate link. There you All go. you got to do is press it and you can choose which way <laughs> that you, they told you that they said like, choose your listening experience. Right. I was like, I think you can customize it. I was like, choose how you want the bop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what bop means. Somebody told me that about one of my songs. So I just figured I'd use it. 
Um, I do want to shout out uh, a couple of people. Um, we we appreciate and honor uh, Karen Nichols Witherspoon, the great apostle. Um, please go and listen to her podcast. Hey to the men. Be blessed on purpose. Hey to the men. Shout out to Jasmine Sherelle, hey who is doing all of the media and graphics and all kinds of stuff. Listen, y'all need websites and logos, and you, you better have a whole sound effect. Listen, y'all hit her. She is doing all kinds of great things. She really um, is. Uh, shout outs to uh, our one of our faithful listeners and viewers and supporters, Kalia, who is now um, coming out with Sacred Sound. So be on the look for for her stuff. Um, there's a lot happening uh, in in the creative industry as a whole. A lot of people are definitely stepping up, coming out with a lot of things. Um, so y'all, please support one another. Support, support, support. That's what's going to keep us going. And listen. It's not just about making a dollar. It encourages people to keep going. It gives hope. So please, just support. Just just be an encouragement. Even if you don't like the song, just be an encouragement. Um, and are we doing a... Uh, we had to move the date for reasons. Um, but we're doing... <laughs> reasons! We're doing a virtual concert. March 5th, and that's actually the day Tony is putting out Radar, so... Yes, and he will be here on March the 6th. Oh, what? We'll be spotlighting uh, the great on. Lawrence T, a.k.a. Lawrence Tony T. Witherspoon, um, <laughs> with his new song that's going to come out on March the 5th, yes. titled Radar. So y'all y'all look out for... um, Y'all look out for that, man. We, we got... um, In this room, there's a lot of new music that's coming out, so y'all... Well, excuse us. Y'all, y'all, y'all be on the look. Well, now y'all all a part of uh, the next project, so. <laughs> Are we? Tag, yeah, y'all lit. Yeah, I'm moving on to another part. Of um, so yeah, so y'all, y'all. Amen. <laughs> Listen, so y'all stay tuned. <laughs> Catch us here. Y'all already know every Saturday, 7 p.m. On all of those great um, media outlets. We are now also on Verbal, uh, V-U-R-B-L. So check us out there. Um, all that good stuff. Listen, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Oral bringing next. lyrics to life. <laughs> Shout outs to our very own Miss Reese Siren <laughs> and her new latest single, Mister Policeman. Please go download that and listen. Y'all comment, give us feedback. Let us know what you think about the episodes, tonight's episodes, previous episodes, songs, the music that we play. We want to hear from y'all. We want to know what y'all like. We want to know what to bring. We like to keep it fresh, and, and we like to just mix it up. So definitely um, hit us back. Um, I'm definitely, we, we're working on um, a pop sound. Uh, that's our next project right now. Uh, we're working with uh, a new artist. So we got some pop music coming out. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> I, just, I just started that last week so yeah uh so shout out to music major appreciate you bro um we got we're working with all kinds of different artists right now so we got all different kinds of diverse music coming so listen only right here bringing lyrics to life we appreciate y'all peace <laughs>